Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name's Kimberly Walsh, and you're listening to Eleven, the official theatre podcast. Hello, and welcome to Eleven, the official theatre podcast that brings the biggest stars and creatives together in one place to discuss life in the arts. Our guest today is a dancer, West End leading lady, and also happens to be a member of one of the biggest pop groups ever. After being thrust into the spotlight in 2002 when she auditioned for and won a place in the winning girl band on Pop Stars The Rivals, she went on with her fellow bandmates to bag 20 consecutive top 10 singles, including four number ones in the UK alone. They also had six studio albums certified platinum, two of which went straight to number one. She also has five Brit Award nominations alongside the group winning best single with their song, The Promise. The group was also, of course, Girls Aloud. Making no secret she's a theatre fan at heart, she stepped centre stage to make her West End debut playing the signature role of Princess Fiona in Shrek the Musical at the Theatre Royal Drury Lane. And after wowing audiences on BBC Strictly Come Dancing, she returned to the stage in the official adaptation of Elf and also Big. Now she's united with her stage partner Jay McGuinness in the premiere of Sleepless in Seattle, which opens this April. Here to tell us more about this exciting new musical, please welcome to Eleven Stage and Pop Royalty, it's Miss Kimberly Walsh. Hello. How are you? I'm very good. I was loving that introduction. There's stuff I didn't even know about myself there. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, he knows more about me than me. (laughs) I was watching you in the, well, I was kind of saying out loud and you were like nodding along really I was like, like, oh yeah, we did actually. Yeah, we did. I'm actually quite good. Yeah, I'm all right actually. I've done all right. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being here. It's a real pleasure to talk to you. Oh, no, thank surprise, you. surprise. I'm such a big fan of yours. Um, oh. We're here at the Troubadour Theatre at Wembley Park to talk yes. about this premiere brand new musical, which is so exciting. And it's very rare that you actually get to say premiere and brand new. So I guess you're in rehearsals at the moment. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, so how are. kind of far into that process are you and kind of what's happening at the moment? Tell me everything. Um, OK, so we are about three weeks into rehearsals, but um, you're completely right. I think the most exciting thing is to be part of, you know, creating and you know being the first person to play a role I don't think I've ever done that so this is a big one for me in that respect like nobody else has played Annie like I'm able to fully like create her as a character which is amazing um so yeah and I do feel like because it is a new musical you're still creating the whole time you're not just given a piece like we're evolving it every day and we've got so many amazing actors and creatives on the project that I feel like we're all just like in this lovely creative bubble every day, hopefully, um, yeah, making some genius theatre for you all to see. 
Is it um, lots of kind of head in the script moment? Is it lots of watching the film, which we'll come to in a second? Kind of, I guess, mm. where are you at in terms of your development? Um, so I kind of, I feel like I, I know my script. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of watched the movie right at the start of this whole thing, just okay. to remind myself of the sentiment and like, because it's an amazing film, right? All. Yeah, I it's love so the good. movie. I absolutely love the movie. And there's definitely like a lot of that that I want to bring to the show. I, I think it's so emotional and heartwarming and romantic and I, I love that like what's wrong with that and so we're trying to bring that to the to the show you know but I also want to do my own version of Annie and obviously there's a lot more depth into their characters because we've got a bit longer and songs and stuff so there's loads to play around with but I know my words so that's great that's always a start yeah, I guess it's a good starting point <laughs> you'll get from start to hopefully I'll get sort of yeah I'll end. get through the show at this point but I'd love a few more weeks <laughs> So is this an adaptation of the film on stage or is this something that follows the same sort of story? I guess, what are the similarities and differences between the two? Um, So I think the book does follow the film fairly closely, although Mm -hmm. there's a few bits that kind of come at different points and, you know, small things like my partner that I'm with at the beginning, Walter, we're already engaged when the movie starts, whereas that's kind of a big part of this plot is the proposal and stuff. So there are dif- there are differences, um, but there's loads that you will remember and it's definitely got that feeling of nostalgia. And also it's quite an unusual plot. So I think just the fact that the two leading characters don't meet till the final scene in the movie and also that happens in the in the show is so unusual. It's like the whole thing is just gearing towards these two people meeting and it's like that sliding doors thing the whole time and fate and signs and all of that bringing us together. But it's very unusual to not meet until the final scene. You're like, wait, Even do, she's do I madly in love with him. <laughs> sort of a bit like, I didn't even realise you were in this. Yeah, like, I know. Me and Jay are like, oh, what are you doing here? <laughs> um, in terms of this story, obviously people love the film. Like people are like, oh, it's my favourite film. Yeah. Or like, oh, I've got to see it just because of how much I obviously love you or, or kind of both together. Mm. Is that exciting that people are kind of looking forward to coming to see this story? Or are you a bit like, oh gosh, don't tell me that because it makes me really nervous. How do you approach no. it? I feel okay about that. I I kind of want them to have watched the film or, you know, like remember the movie because there's always just that little hint of nostalgia, I think, helps. You know, even Mm -hmm. like when I did Big, I felt the same. I felt if people came to watch it and they hadn't watched the movie, I was like, oh, is that weird then? Because I knew (laughs) the movie so well and the same with Sleepless in Seattle. I know the movie pretty well. Um, But I just think that like the fact that we've got songs and we just delve into those relationships and characters so much more. Hopefully we'll just add to it a little bit more and people will be so invested, hopefully, in um, Annie and Sam by the end that they're just going to be like willing us to be together. Um, (laughs) And that's what I'm hoping anyway. And you're reunited with Jay McGuinness, um, yes. your kind of like stage partner. You've done know, so many yeah. projects <laughs> together. Call the Sunny and Cher of the musical theatre world. That's yeah. camp. I like that. Yeah, That's I good. Like That's good. I think there's so many other comparisons. You're like, yeah, I will go you with that get one. Some, yeah, you can think of others. That was <laughs> like, the first one that sprung to mind. <laughs> I suppose it could be like Bonnie and Clyde, but I, th- I yeah. think that's a compliment sort yeah, of somewhere I think along so, there. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I guess working with him, he's amazing. We've obviously got to see him yeah. on Strictly as well as every single word. So, yeah. how do you guys kind of get on when you're approaching? different projects are you kind of like oh we can build on the friendship we've got or do you approach each one individually um I think with this it's just really nice that we've already got that connection and grounding because we're not actually in that many scenes together it's 
it's weird. We're kind of already like working on ways that we can kind of show that chemistry even when we're not on stage together, okay. which sounds weird. But I think the fact that we know each other so well really helps. Like there's certain little like personality things that I feel like we can mirror each other on and stuff. Like in real life, we're like bickering brother and sister, but <laughs> on stage, <laughs> our chemistry seems to be more believable as a couple. So that's what we're aiming for. Um, also for Jay, it's like a totally different role to him in Big. Yep. So for me, that's really interesting because in Big, he's obviously playing a child and mm. now you know he's playing a, a widower like it's a really great like transition for him yeah it's growth literally quite literally it's growth. quite literally growth <laughs> big big growth and also the first time that i've ever fallen in love with an actual man although she still hadn't even really seen him when she falls in love with him which is a bit odd but you know i've fallen in love with an elf an ogre um a child and yeah. now she falls in love with a voice basically yeah. but you know it's literally progress okay. in your it's career. The, it's theatre, you know, we can get away with a lot. Literally suspend your disbelief. Like, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, you could say I only do roles that's just a little bit strange. Or that can just become <laughs> yeah. your thing now, right? Challenging, yeah. I think we'll Sorry, call it. Sorry, challenging, yes. Yeah. Weird's probably not the right <laughs> word. <laughs> um, in terms of you getting to sing on stage and you getting to approach songs mm. as as a, as a singer, is it is it sort of similar, but obviously because... Pop music is storytelling, but in a slightly different way. Is it yeah. the same or is this for you, I guess, a completely different genre and therefore you approach it differently? Yeah. Uh, for me, musical theatre singing is completely different, but it's what I'm more comfortable doing. Like okay. I felt like for pop, I had to really try to sound pop and like take away the vibrato and all these things, which in theatre, they're like, oh, give me more. And I'm like, I've been used to like people in the studio, like, can you lose the vibrato? <laughs> So it's daft, but actually for me, it's a lot easier to, to sing um, in a musical theatre style, you know. Is that because you had your love of theatre, I guess, slightly before your success with, yeah. with pop? Is that because I guess that's what you kind of trained in? Yeah, because I started singing in musical theatre style from like the age of five. And that was really all I knew. And also part of it's just the type of voice that you've got. And it is quite a theatrical voice. Have you tried to go back to singing pop now you've been doing music? Mm. Are you like, oh, it doesn't come... Ha quite. haven't really had to do much pop, but I feel like it would wreck my voice now to yeah. try and make it sound like a bit husky and, yeah, take away all of those, like, inflections and stuff. Yeah. yeah I think it would probably be weird. Also, you're obviously a West End leading lady, so you're used to singing on your own, whereas if you've got other mm, people with you, yeah. you'd be like, excuse like, me. Uh, sorry, uh, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> this is my number. This is my name at the top. <laughs> no, I do quite like whenever anyone else is singing with me. I'm like, oh, that feels a bit more familiar. A few harmonies in the background. <laughs> it's always just me on my own. But I've got, I've actually got some great numbers in this show. Like my end of act one number is like what I would considered to be like an end of act one, you know, like proper, like, punch, yeah. yeah, it's real, like showstopper, I believe they call it, yeah. you know, and you're like, she's off to get her man. <laughs> da -da -da! And I'm like, I don't think I've ever done one of those before. I'm quite excited for that. In any of the shows that you've done? No, not like a real, like triumph song, like yeah. where you leave the end of act one, like, okay, she means business. Wow. She's going. Because uh, we'll talk about Elf in a second, but like you had obviously had to like roller skate and sing. Yeah, which that is was easy, right? Yeah, no, that no. was that was really challenging. And just thinking, am I ever going to stack it in these rollerblades? No, but I stacked it on big with just normal shoes on. So, you know, you never know when it can happen. Okay. It's the magic of theatre. So if the, the producers and director are 
kind of listening. This is yeah. Kimberly needs to be in rollerblades, not <laughs> oh, heels, God, basically. Don't. Yeah, I was clearly better at that. <laughs> Let, I'll not give them any ideas. No. Um, you mentioned the music there, so I want to talk a little bit about that because obviously this is the first time that we're getting to hear some of this score and getting mm. to kind of really dive into it. Um, yeah. Kind of talk me through what sort of style is is the music to the show. Um, so it's kind of very suit like fit into the time it's like mgm big band oh, wow, like okay. the orchestra sound incredible like i'd learned all the songs and had no idea what the arrangements were and then when we did the sits probe for the few previews that we did before christmas mm -hmm. when i started singing my songs i was like wow this is like it changes everything like the arrangements are incredible um, and I, what I like about it is I feel like it all fits together really well. Yep. Like it just, it kind of takes you back to a time where, and it all makes sense. The music goes with what's happening on stage and it just kind of works, I think, as a piece. Are there any recordings of any of it from perhaps other people or are you guys planning on there's recording some it demo, There's some demo recordings from the initial few songs, but I'm hoping that we'll get to record some, yeah. Because yep. as being the sort of first proper cast, I'd love to get a cast recording of it. I was about to say that would be amazing. For it would people be to really get nice because the music does sound fab. Well, fingers crossed for that because that would yeah. be that would be pretty amazing. Yeah, to, to it would. A brand it, new piece yeah. and forever, I guess, encompasses to on. have that exactly. Yeah. It'd be a nice thing to have. For That'd sure. be cool. Um, one thing that I did want to talk to you about was um, when you casually made your West End debut at the Theatre Royal Drury Lane, <laughs> which is a small off, off, off West End yeah. venue, right? I mean, uh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that venue. it was kind of ridiculous because I'd been in Girls Aloud as well, so there was a lot of pressure. And obviously I knew that I was kind of going back to my roots, but I did feel the pressure for sure. Like it was the first thing that I'd done outside of Girls Aloud. And like you say, it was like debut leading role at... Um, Drury Lane, the most humongous theatre, and also no previews because I didn't even know what previews oh, course, were then. Amanda I, did it I, the yeah, I wasn't yeah. in this world. So my first ever night was like my press night as well. Like it was just all. And really how many people are on. in that theatre? Is it like 2,000? Yeah, it's something? a big one. It's like the second biggest in the West End. But my press night and opening night for that was like a, a concert because <laughs> there was so many fans there. It was a bit weird. It was like the first time I came on, it was like, woo, like screaming. Everyone everyone that's like in the theater and not used to it, we're looking around like, what is going on? This is a weird show. But kind of helped me through my first one. And Princess Fiona is a pretty cracking role. Oh, I mean, I like... Literally, we, we obviously talk about film adaptations and everything, but that, like, Shrek is literally a staple of everybody's life. I mean, yeah. I, I actually genuinely don't think I've ever met anyone that doesn't like Shrek. No, it's so incredible. to play her on stage in a DreamWorks production and that, that huge theatre and that huge set and yeah. those songs, I mean, why would you choose to take on that role? There's so much pressure. Like, you must have been crazy. Do you know what? When it, when it first came about, I just started listening to the music and I just was like, this is so me. You know, that kind of dream worky Disney yep. like that type of music like I just fall in love with and also there's so much humor in her part in her character and I just was desperate to play that type of a role and just do something completely different and it was quite terrifying I didn't really think it fully through 
but it it really paid off because I feel like it showed from the start that I kind of was capable of doing that kind of role and and then people kind of accepted me quite quickly yeah so, so that was good in a way so I was going to ask you about that because especially when it's um the West End and it's a role that everybody knows and obviously we know you from a slightly different medium to then make that crossover mm. there's a there's a real element of risk in there yeah kind of, there is I don't want to say prove yourself because I, I that sounds slightly harsh but yeah. I guess you want people to like what you're doing yeah. right did you feel that pressure yeah no I did I did it's completely different if you come in as a name like that you feel like everybody's looking at you in a completely different way which is a lot to, it is a lot to yeah. take on because you just want to play the part but then when it does work out and you get like good reviews and you see that the cast are like you know like happy with what you're doing and then it feels really good so then you're like okay I like this actually this is <laughs> this is great <laughs> I don't know what it'd be like if it didn't work out that way but imagine if they hated you you'd yeah be like, oh. I think you'd know straight away weren't you wouldn't you if you weren't doing a good job you'd get the vibe I think <laughs> definitely yeah. um you're wearing a green coat today and I'm obviously wearing a green shirt well sort of greeny tinted colored yes. shirt so it feels kind of relevant to ask about the makeup so Ugh. did you feel sexy and green or Ugh. do you know what you I, I felt <laughs> amazing being the princess though yeah. I loved it like it like you said like the costumes were incredible like you felt like an actual real princess like it was a weighty dress you know like yeah. I loved putting that dress on every night and my ginger wig it was like just giving me every kind of life um but yeah the green was so annoying because I got right to the end of the show and then got green mm. so it was kind of like every night it just annoyed me that little bit that I'd got so far without being green but and then sure enough quick, I'm green right? so like, quick like, like insane yeah quick. like 10 seconds just slapping it on and then you're like oh it's all in your hairline you're like hairline's just green the whole time you're in the show but I didn't mind being the ogre. It was fun. Yeah. I'm not, I don't take myself that seriously, so I, I quite enjoyed it. Did you weirdly ever feel like people that play Elphaba in Wicked the Green Witch always say they feel slightly pretty? I mean, I know she's an ogre, but did you ever feel... As the ogre, you don't no. believe me, you no. don't look pretty. <laughs> I've never seen myself green, not without the, like, the prosthetic ogre things. I think there's been some definitely like pretty green Elphabas. Yeah, definitely. It's just that wasn't me. No, yeah. no, no. Because I've heard... I'm, I'm trying to think what... TV show it was on. I don't think it was on Strictly. I'm trying to think where you sang Defying Gravity. Oh, yeah. What I did, TV show was I did that? it on, I think it was like a sport relief. Oh, Let, yeah. Let's dance yeah. for sport relief or yeah, something. Yeah, I think it was. I feel and, like it was that. Because you, you're an amazing singer. I mean, you could sing that role really well. Yeah. Would, do you know you, what? Would, I, you I was thinking, it? I, somebody was chatting about Wicked the other day, and I thought, I actually think I'd like to do The Other Witch more. Glinda? Yeah. Really? Okay. Because she's so funny. Yeah. And then you can like have a life. You don't have to like go home and like go to bed straight away every night and like have literally no life, drink no coffee, no wine. Yeah. Terrible. But you know, I think that's like a really big thing yeah. to the point where it'd be like life changing yeah. for your family and everything. And I just think, oh, that's a lot. But Glinda's hilarious and I could sing that quite easily. And a bubble's quite fun, I imagine. And a bubble yeah. and she gets to dress up like, yeah. Maybe the blonde. Probably, you, you probably would be a bit envious of Alphabet jawing but then when you could like have a glass of wine once in a while you'd be like oh maybe i'm not that jealous actually <laughs> did you ever feel like that in in shrek when you were looking at how like shrek's in like basically every scene yeah he yeah. had a tough a tough job and even jay actually in big it was like full on because he had so much dancing i do always get the slightly easier not in this show though no it's even stevens in this one it's like karma that is for you yeah saying that. it You're is like, actually oh. yeah <laughs> Um, we're going to take a break. We're going to be back in 60 seconds. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Eleven. Kimberly Walsh is here. Thank you for staying with me. Thank you. Um, we, we've spoken about lots of different roles that you've played. Um, yeah. We mentioned Elf and Big as well. But then you also were on Strictly Come Dancing as well, which yes. I remember watching you every week and you were so, so, so amazing. Oh, bless How you. did being on that show as, as a dancer that time, a slightly different medium yet again, yeah. kind of change your life and I guess teach you more about your talents and what you can do? Um, it was actually a really great experience um, for performance and what I learned actually through through Strictly. Um, I found it much, much harder than I thought I would. I okay. think you think, oh, if you've got rhythm and you can dance a bit, you'll be able to like blag it and make it look good. But it is such a different discipline to anything that I've ever done before that I found it really hard. But I loved it. Like I absolutely loved learning a different dance every week and I would like happily just go back and do it all over again. Is it quite hard to be judged? So I guess four people have an opinion, the nation have an opinion. Yeah. Is it hard to, to for other people to be critical of you? Um, I didn't think it would be. I didn't give it like enough thought. I was like, oh, I won't really care because dancing's not what I do. So I won't be so bothered by it because if, if it was singing, it would be harder to take. But because it's dancing, I'm not like a trained dancer. I can probably mm. take it. But it is still quite hard to take if if they're sort of being harsh and you know you've worked as hard as you can. You're like, but I just can't do any better than that. Sorry. Um, but as it went along, I think you just start to just enjoy the process and you don't really care about that so much anymore. How much um, dance have you managed to do since the show? Have you kept it up a little bit or? I mean, any excuse that I can find to do it, I will do it. I'm like that. That's sad. But it's hard to find times to do a bit of ballroom. I think obviously me and Jay managed to squeeze a bit in big and they've even created like a whole finale, like homage to the fifties, like old school, like musical films. Cause Annie's obsessed with them. Yeah, in the yeah. show. So we're going to get to dance again. Oh wow. Watch this space. That's a, that sounds so amazing. I'm quite excited about that. And that's at the end. Yeah. So it's kind of our finale is this whole like sequence, fifties uh, sequence and we get to do some ballroom together. Why do every show that you do, do you have to wait until the very end of the show to really work? Why? Yeah, I know. Why is that? I know, that's so true. And then you're like all hyper and you can't sleep. Like you're all like, let's do this. Are your friends and family always like, oh, you've been on Strictly. Kimberly knows how to dance. She'll do it. Do you always get, like you like nominated dancer in your family basically? Um, I think they all know that I love dancing to be honest. Yeah. And I'm always like the first on the dance floor, whether it's good or bad. I've got no idea. Sometimes it's not great probably, but I do love dancing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of, I, now I'm sort of hoping that like my little sister might do Strictly at some point. And I can live it again vicariously through her. Yeah. That would be, be fun. That would be amazing. Yeah. At least you know what she's going, what you, she, you would know what she's going exactly. through and you'd be like, I'd be able change to help this. Her. Yeah, do yeah. This. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> um, in terms of, you, you've covered dance, you've covered pop and singing, you've covered musical theatre and acting. Mm. That's a real kind of mix of pretty much everything that you can do yeah. to really challenge yourself. As an individual, then are you quite a challenging person? Are you quite critical of yourself? And I guess, do you think, yeah, okay, I'm absolutely really scared about doing this. That's why I should do it. Yeah, I think so. Because my family are constantly like, I don't know why you do it, how you do it. And I'm like, well, I don't, that's not how you think when you agree to something. When you agree to a new challenge, you think exactly that, like this is hard, so I should do it to see if I can do it. And then it's when you 
actually doing it that you're like, oh my God, why do I always say yes to these things? But then the payoff is great and you do think, oh, actually I can do it. And then you push yourself again more. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just one of those people, but I am really self-critical. But then I think if you're not, then maybe you don't push yourself or care enough. Yeah, absolutely. There's a fine line between just like being not too harsh on yourself that you still enjoy and be present in what you're doing. Are you critical enough that you would read what people write about shows are you a review, uh, review reader i mean i'd read it if somebody sent me it or like if i like did a search i'd be like i'd have a read but i wouldn't get obsessed and like seek them all out mm. just in case they were t- bad I'd, like, that can be hard right was... it must be really hard like people tend to send you good reviews which is probably ideal yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh <laughs> thanks for that um I don't know though, like as long as you kind of know what you're doing and you believe in what you do and I think you can accept it. Yeah. I think deep down maybe you know if something's not great. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I think being self-critical is a really important part of... I I'm think not deluded. Yeah. 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 So That's if they were like, point. okay, that wasn't great, I might be like, yeah, I kind of agree. Yeah. I'll see if I can work on that one. Absolutely. Um, now the internet is awash with um, the next discussion point. So I want you to tell me the truth and I don't mm. want any lies. Um, I've heard a rumour, and again, I don't like to go on rumours, but I've heard a rumour that there's going to be a Girls Aloud musical. Oh, musical. Is this true? Um, I haven't heard that rumour, but I mean, a Girls Aloud musical could actually work. Our songs are quite theatrical, I think. They're not like typical pop songs. But I think if it was to ever happen, it would need some really clever creatives to to make it work. Yeah, definitely. Um be fun though yeah it's it's when you say it out loud it actually seems like quite a good idea you're like well yeah actually why isn't yeah, it a what's musical? the plot gonna be there well that's a very good question because i wrote down some ideas okay let's and i was it. like you'll hate all of these but so i was thinking the name could be the promise so the musical could be called the promise that's quite nice yeah. i quite like that because it's a good name yeah good title uh we could have one called sound of the underground it could be about five underground workers and they all sing right you don't look too impressed okay, by that. okay i'm not okay, sure about on. that what about if we called one biology and it was five science nerds singing in a science lab? Think Rocky Horror. <laughs> that could work. Yeah. We sort of did that on stage for one of our tours, actually. Science lab situation. Okay, that's a, that's a maybe. Or what about no good advice, a social worker that makes it big with five guardian angels? <laughs> I like the way you've thought outside the box on those. Yeah. You're like, no, no, and I like no. the name of the promise. Okay. Oh, yeah. well, at least, we're so at least we've got a name for the musical that don't exist. That'll be everywhere now. Yeah. Girls Eye Musical is happening. Yeah, and <laughs> they'll start, somebody will start writing it somewhere. <laughs> but I love the fact that people see that in the group. I love the fact that people are like, of course, there's always still yeah, something else Yeah, I didn't know that there. at all. I didn't, I feel like no one's really that bothered anymore. <laughs> but it's different when you're part of it because yeah. you don't see any outside perspective really. Are you aware about what people write in terms of the group? Because they're always in the news. I mean, every time that any of you girls yeah. are there, people are like, are they coming back? Do they mm. want to go out? Do they hate each other? Like, yeah. it must be nice even tw- nearly 20 years later that people are, you know, people are, we all still love you. Yeah. I mean, I literally did some interviews the other day and just, they asked me, oh, have you seen, have you seen Nadine? Have you seen Cheryl? And I went through and I'd seen Nadine not long ago, like a few days before. And then today there's like a whole double page spread that, we've reunited and I'm like, no, you made up the the issue. Like we do see each other sometimes, like it isn't like that deep, but I was like, wow, okay. That's where they're at with it, fine. So I don't know, I suppose it, I, you do take it as a compliment that anyone cares or that we're still kind of, like you say, present in some way yeah. as a group. Cause I'm- I am really proud of what we were. Like I would hate for it to just like 
vanish and disappear. I mean, the fans will never ever let that happen. No, I mean, you only need to go not. to clubs and it's like, they're yeah, still on. and I love it anywhere that plays Girls Aloud's good for me. I like that cheesy vibe. <laughs> Have you ever been somewhere and you're like, they're playing my song? Like, yeah, this, is it weird? We used to go, me and Jay and the cast of Big used to go to the Phoenix oh, bar yes. by the theater and guaranteed a few Girls Aloud hits in there, which at first I was like, oh, this is weird. I never ever go out anywhere where they play them. But then actually it's quite fun. Yeah. You know, pitted against a bit of grease and whatever else. I was like, this is fun. Well, it's a staple British thing now. Like people are just, they're just obsessed with it. Because you posted that Brit Awards throwback. And this is where yeah. I saw it. And then it was suddenly like, Kimberly's confirmed everything's coming back. And I was like, that's not what she said you know at what? all. I think they it's love because it. I think, I think it's because I do those things like innocently and nothing's actually going on right now. Like there is no plans. Yeah. But some people I think do do those things intentionally. So they, they tried to second guess what you're doing. Like the Spice Girls did that a bit, didn't they? Yeah. Like they started posting pictures before anything was announced. So oh, I, yeah, yeah. I think maybe I just don't think that. Yeah, because I was going to say Nicola much. did say on this morning about like the anniversary. And obviously that sent fans into frenzy. Yeah, that was kind and of the they first added thing. that to the story they wrote yeah. about me seeing Nadine. So they pieced it all together, but really it's all just separate. Yeah. And why do people want you to hate each other as well? That's the thing. I'm like, I don't why know. Does that I don't happen? like that because like, you share that amount of time with somebody. Like you don't have to be best friends and see them like every week after you finish. We're not working together anymore, but you don't want them to take away from the time that you had, which was good. And also I'm just really not a negative person. Like I just wouldn't, I wouldn't hold on to any negativity like that I had. I'd be like, just like move on. Yeah. And that's why I'd mentioned seeing Nadine because I know people obviously do think there's a massive issue. And it was really lovely to see her like and catch up. And it was just, a, we bumped into each other. It was a natural situation. And we've got so much to talk about because we're like sisters really. Like at the end of the day, we shared such a massive part of our lives together mm -hmm. that I'm always going to have love for them all. I just might not spend like all my time with them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I say true fans, meaning true fans that know you all really well and love you, know that you get on. And I think that's, that's yeah, what's nice. Yeah, we all had the same goal for Absolutely. the group and that was all that, that's all that mattered. Yeah. We don't have to like live with each other still. Yeah. Like it's, it's okay <laughs> to have your own life after the group's finished. <laughs> I just imagine you guys having a WhatsApp group and just being like, hey, how are you? Yeah. Like, does that exist? We don't actually have a WhatsApp. WhatsApp? How do you say it? WhatsApp? WhatsApp. Yeah. Um, uh, Cheryl and Nicola are not big WhatsAppers actually. Okay. So maybe that's why. Yeah. But no, there's a lot of love between us all, despite what I, I don't really care what anybody else says. Yeah, anyway, that's to the be honest, because I know what the situation is, so it's fine. <laughs> and you all support each other. Like they I know Cheryl came to your opening night of Elf yeah. and everything. Like I know they she came to um Shrek as well. Like, I'm sure they'll come here. Yeah, like, no, yeah, nice. they will come and watch the show for sure, which will be nice. And even if everyone else is like unsure, you've still got a massive fan in the Queen, apparently. So I didn't realise that I was know. a thing. That, yeah, I, that is true. That story is true. That's I was amazing. quite excited. Yeah. I know that some like PR person probably just told her right before she came out, but I don't care. She still said it. Yeah, that's amazing. So are you not on a break anymore? <laughs> I was like, no, we're back. Hi. <laughs> um, what about Nicola? Nicola's in the West End as well. City of Angels, don't yeah. Forget about Nicola. Never, I'm excited ever, ever. about that. That's amazing. Very excited to see her debut too. Definitely. And Josie, um, Josie Walk, the director, posted a video of her singing. Yeah. And you're just like, It's going to be wow. exciting. Wow. Like, it's, it's amazing. And it's we're so both amazing. like 
doing a show at the same time, which is really fun. Maybe get all of you in the West End at the same time. Yeah. Like, There's the reunion you different, wanted. Different shows. Yeah, better if we're doing the same show, I suppose. Very funny, because I'm going to let you go back to rehearsals. But um, yes. one thing that I wanted to ask you, so you've got record-breaking awards. Um, you're known across the globe for your music and you have an entire career on the stage. What's left on the wish list? What do you still want to tackle? <sighs> do you know what? I don't really have anything left. I've been so spoiled in being able to do all the things that I've wanted to do. And I feel like now I just, I've got my family. The kids are always going to come first. That's obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, but any any like little treats like this that I get to do that are a bit for me, just feel like a little added bonus to life. You know, Definitely. it's me doing what I love doing and it keeps me as me. And I can share that now with my kids and they love it. Like they really love learning about this whole new world and seeing that I'm, I do actually do a job and they get it now. They didn't really know yeah. what I did before. Um, so I'm just going to keep doing that, just choosing the jobs that make me happy and the rest of the time just try and be a good mum. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to try and do. <laughs> and practicing for your Glinda audition, which and is And then practicing yeah. for Glinda. Oh! <laughs> yeah, I think it's there. It's there. I've got this. Oh, well, definitely there. That was amazing. Um, uh, Kimberly, thank you so much. It's a real pleasure. The people in the room are literally dying I at mean, the moment. I'll do there. a proper rendition when we'll see this off. <laughs> Um, it was a joy thanks for having me thank you very much we should say that um, Sleepless in Seattle is at the Troubadour Wembley Park from the 24th of March yes thank you so much thank you you've been listening to Eleven the official theatre podcast find out more about Eleven at club11.london or via our official social channels Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.